Welcome back. It's the Bearded Barbell Podcast. This is the place to go for quick, easy, and actionable health and fitness information. On the mic right now is Coach Tony, and across the table from me is Coach Willie. Hey guys, how you doing? How you doing, Coach? I am. I'm doing pretty good. You know, I've I've run into something I don't really come across very often. My oh. legs are a bit on the sore side. This I know week. that without you when you were walking up the steps here and you said soreness. Soreness never comes out of Coach Tony's, and when it does, he's telling you not to go to soreness. So when he said he was sore, I was like, kind of threw me back, being the guy that's always sore. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it was expected. So mm-hmm. last week I jumped on a on one of my favorite programs. It's it's focused around around building like absolute strength. So it's focused around powerlifting mm-hmm. and. Part, you know, it's it's benching, it's deadlifting, and it's squatting, which I really haven't done very heavily for a few months. So I knew mm-hmm. going back into that and, and pumping the weight up, I was opening the door to soreness, and I walked right into it. So mm-hmm. here I am. You know, it's been – I when did I squat? I squatted this past Monday. We were on Thursday. So three days later, it should be over in the next couple of days. And mm-hmm. that, should, that should be pretty much the end of it. Oh, man, yeah. And, and you know, for a lot of people – you really don't want to be sore after doing legs. I, I I had this conversation actually with somebody the other day. They were like, oh, yeah, I like to not be able to sit on the toilet and everything. I was like, initially, like you said, when you first get back to the gym, that's almost something you can't avoid, especially if you're training for a specific reason. You kind of have to push yourself. Yeah. It, it's unavoidable, but I mean, it really really shouldn't be one of them things that somebody's chasing out there to completely not sit on the toilet and yeah you definitely shouldn't always be sore you shouldn't be sore after every workout mm-hmm. first one sure second one maybe usually by third or fourth you should be getting away from being you know so mm-hmm. sore that you can't sit on a toilet or you can't get up off the toilet yeah and i and um I, like we talked about active recovery last episode and it's kind of you know here we are talking about a, a sore uh, coach tony and uh and uh like I really, you know, our last episode, I took into a lot of account with um, our active training and, you know, and here I am, I'm, I, you know, I'm slightly sore myself, but I, I like to, I like to kind of push myself to the edge. This past week, I've actually started getting, I call it extreme because, you know, we're always dieting and exercising to some extent, like even if it's, even if you don't think we are, I mean, you and I were always conscious about what we're working, how we're using our body and how we're eating. Yeah. Um, but I think it seems to me that both you and I have kind of taken on new types of programs and I guess journeys, as you say, like you're, you're training more for strength. Me, I'm just trying to get focused more back into, to my, my conscious eating rather than just, you know, my, 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 kid at a candy store like literally kid at a candy store type eating you know um but yeah for me this week that's what it's been too and um i've i found myself i you know i find like even though we were both working out because i know you were still you continue to work on this isn't like you know you're returning to the gym yeah i'm just i'm going back i'm going to a different chapter now so yeah so i've been going i've been doing a different type of program and, you know, I was, I was doing, I mentioned briefly, I was doing that program where you only do it like once or twice a week, uh-huh. which is great. I saw some results from it and I really wasn't that, you know, I really wasn't unhappy with what I saw, but I like going to the gym more often than that. And yeah. that was my one main critique for that. So if you're super crunched for time and you can really only go once or twice a week, that type of a program is perfect for you. Mm-hmm. I like going more. So I went back to a program that has me there four days a week. Yeah, four days a week is perfect um, for anyone, especially like I was telling, you know, uh, somebody they were like, they were like, oh, I I need to, they're 
kind of feeling bad because they're only going three days a week. I was like, three or four really is it. Unless you're trying to push for extra something. You know, you have that extra goal. You have that extra competition of extra sport. You know, like something that you really need to get the extra work in. But for general health and strength and fitness, I think four days is perfect. Yeah, three, four is really the sweet spot for, yeah. you know, 99% of people. Yeah. You really don't have to go more than that unless you really want to. Mm-hmm. And you can effectively fit it in your schedule that's the important part like you have to be able to fit it in your schedule Mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to set yourself up for failure you'll start missing workouts and you'll start beating yourself up for doing that yeah like a a no stress way i like for people to think about their days like you said for scheduling your workouts is think of three solid days just three solid days of strength training endurance training whatever it is that you're training towards three solid days of it if you want that fourth if you can get the fourth great but three solid days and if you want two extra days you're like well i really feel bad not doing the five extra days take the extra two days to do like some kind of recreational cardio some kind of fun cardio full body exercises something to get you out some of that active recovery work oh but what active recovery work you know actually when we left uh after last week's episode Saturday had me thinking about last week's episode because, you know, we record on our Thursdays and Saturday here I was. um, This is episode that dropped this last Monday, but I was sitting there thinking and it was my leg day. And usually like everyone knows me knows I love leg day, but they always think that, you know, every leg day of mine is I'm looking for the bucket of puke. I'm looking, you know. And no, this last Saturday was a really, really good active recovery. Like and it like led me into a workout. But it, it really, I just sat there and I went into the gym and I just, it, it was, it was a Saturday and I, for me, it was my sixth day at the gym. You know, like you said, what else can you do? Your body's already taken in a lot of production. It's, it's, it's gone through a lot of work this week and needs rest. Also that active recovery, it's beautiful work, man. It's like, I think I'd be sitting here not being able to move. Like my, my weeks are pretty busy, especially like, like yesterday I'm, you know, pretty exhausted but like without you know working through the active recovery especially taking those days um wouldn't be moving i don't know i i think people get the misconception that when they think they hear somebody going to the gym five to six days a week unless they're a bodybuilder um i think they think they're going all out all the time yeah and really like i said you know if you're going five or six days a a week you know three of those should be pretty moderate to you know like when you're training strength, it depends on what you're training. But I think really like, like he said, that, that, that three to four is a good sweet spot. If you feel, you know, and it like, like, like coach said, he likes to be at the gym more. If you feel like you want to be at the gym more, if it's better for you rather than, you know, doing something, you know, bad, you know, um, you could be at the gym or you could be at the bar. And so if you choose to be at the gym, just know that you don't have to go all out, um, practice some active recovery, practice your cardio, practice form everything yeah, yeah. You know. and one thing i i you know i want to get this into people's head because i was really driving this home yesterday and i don't know why i was i think maybe just because heart health was on my mind but i want really 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 want people to um detach uh cardio and weight loss um cardio we we work out our muscles to work out our muscles to get bigger muscles but when we work out cardio the word cardio is car it's cardiac right there in the the phrase but then we're like oh but i want to lose weight it's not weight losing is like you know like it really it's actually the worst thing you can do for for weight loss or fat loss or anything yeah it's really not that 
and, not that effective. It, well, and it, it, there's so many negatives going down just into thinking that for just having that mindset, because then you're going to go and you're going to go do two hours or not two hours, two miles on a treadmill. Then you're going to go step on the scale and you're going to be like, oh, it's not working. Yeah. Oh, this cardio is not working. When you start getting in the mindset that I'm, tr- um, I'm exercising my heart, I'm exercising my blood flow, I'm exercising my respiratory, yeah. all those it's things. It's great for that. Yeah. It can't be beat for, like you said, heart health mm-hmm. for, you know blood flow all around the body all that like you can't beat cardio for that's why it's called cardio yeah you said right cardio but yeah for weight loss fat loss like good luck yeah no and uh, so i like i've really been trying to people just to divorce the idea of weight loss in general for diet and exercise and then it's a bonus don't get me wrong it's going to happen but if you start thinking like i'm doing cardio because this is i need i want a heart a healthy heart i want to i'm doing cardio because i i I sit all day and i need to practice I say practice blood flow, but I, I do have people that sit down all day and really their, their blood flow, like whenever they do get moving and stuff, they're, you know, when you complain about numb hands, numb, you know, uh, parts of your body and Cold just, poor, hands, yeah, all that. yeah, this poor circulation, this is practicing that circulation. This is getting that circulation going. Um, you know, and I always say too, it's always good to put yourself in that state where your heart is elevated in a controlled environment rather than to find out that you couldn't do it when you're halfway up a hill, you know, outside in the, in, you know, the outdoors. In, in the middle of a, of a New Mexico summer and you're, oh gosh, yes. Yeah, you're on a three mile hiking trail. You realize a third of the way up that you're having trouble. Now you got to make that third of the way back or mm-hmm. rest or something. Yeah. Like I was, uh. Um, if you've listened to the beginning of this podcast, you realize you you would know that um, you know I was a heavier set guy, and one thing that led me to my weight loss wasn't the fact that like how I didn't like how I looked. It was the fact that I couldn't complete uh, a mile on a one point seven mile hike up an easy trail, easy easy trail, and I couldn't complete it because one thing for the heat exhaustion because well it wasn't heat exhaustion it was just I was getting overheated because my body just wasn't used to the the way I was treating it. And, um, I told, you know, I told somebody, I was like, you want to practice walking up a hill on the treadmill or doing, working your heart out in a controlled environment. Cause you want to find out that you're not as in shape as you thought you were in a controlled environment where you could step off a treadmill, step off a Stairmaster, go to the bathroom. If you have to get some water, take a breather. If you have to, you don't want to find out that you can't walk a mile and a half when you're on a trail and you have to get through that. And actually somebody did tell me about that. They were talking about the cramping, you know, some friends suggested going on a hike and they were like, okay, let's go. And like, it was a, it was like a 15 mile hike. And they said they were just cramped so bad. And I was like, you know, it's good that you wanted to take on a 15 mile hike, but man, it's, you know, it's, I think when we start practicing cardio for the sake of cardio, like I want to be able to walk further distances and faster and uphill rather than I want to lose 50 pounds. It will be more rewarding if you look at it that way, rather than, you know, just, well, I'm doing it to lose 50 pounds, but I only, I gained two pounds this week. So So now I feel like a failure. Yeah. Now I got to go even harder at cardio. Um, and and that's not the case, you know, like I think a lot of people have the misconception of how cardio actually works. They think, you know, you really have to be dying, running five miles on a treadmill for it to count as cardio. And it's, and that's not the case, but, and you know, so like with me this past week, I'm like back to my, my personal stuff. I just wanted to realize that like I needed to start, 
you know, me and you, we always talk about dieting exercises and we always dieting exercises. But sometimes, you know, it's good to, we always talk about pulling off on the, and, and you know, just kind of having that season, kind of having that, that time where you kind of relax the burners, you know, you're not going full out. Uh, me, I like to do like my bodybuilding type stuff. So it's hard to do that around the year round, you know, unless you're, you really don't like fun or being in a good mood. Um, uh, you, you can't do it all year round. And so I think coming off, what is it like? I think probably, man, this whole summer, it was June. Like, I want to say I started the end of June and I, I didn't really like stop. That's what's great about like not being on any specific diets or any, you know, fad diets like we discussed in a couple of episodes ago is we're able to just kind of taper off, go into a maintenance phase, enjoy life, still work out, exercise and all that good stuff. And then now like coach, he's taking on his strength training. I'm taking on my, um, like I've been meal prepping more. I've been really focusing on workouts that, um, target specific areas that I want to work on. Um, not just like muscle building and looking wise, but actual strength, um, overall rounding. I didn't get neglectful, but I did. I wasn't as conscious about my eating. I wasn't as conscious about my workouts. And now I am, um, I think, you know, I'm, kind of segueing into our um our topic for this week being because this is self-care um you know before I was you know not I don't want to say I was doing detrimental things to my health but I wasn't really watching it like I usually do and that's not to say I wasn't being healthy but that's to say like I wasn't tracking my food I wasn't 100% on it and um and outside of diet and exercise I learned that like there's some things you know, that you got to take care of yourself. And, you know, there, there's some things that are owed your attention and there's some things that aren't. And um, I believe that, you know, when it's self-care, it comes to a point where you have to, you have to have a side-by-side talk with you. You're not, and that, and it can't be that person that's like agreeing with you the whole time. And for me, it was like, I always talk about, you know, taking care of yourself like something precious, like a mother would the child that she cares for so much, you know, the way you bathe yourself, the way you brush your teeth, the way you do all those little things, because that's going to translate. Um, I, I forget, I was using this as an example. Somebody was, uh, they were doing something. And I said, even though it isn't that much, I want you to think of it as that. Because you're convincing your mind. Once you keep telling your mind, no, it's not that much. It's not It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Your mind's going to be convinced that it's not that big of a deal. And so, you know, you've got to, you've got to take care of some aspects. And for me, during that time that I was talking about, you know, from June to now, I had to sit there and I was, you know, I was eating pizza, eating cake, eating anything I wanted to, working out, missing some, some weeks of workout and all that. Um... What, what it really comes down to, though, is I still had that conscious thought, you know, what is self-care? Am I, you know, is it really caring for myself if I go out, I don't drink, but if I were to go out drinking, smoking cigarettes and saying, well, you know, it's fun to have a good time, but am I really caring for myself at that time? It, it counts if you yell self-care while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, you know. The, that's the kicker. No, yeah, you have, you have, to, you have to say self-care yeah. because that, that, that just it doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. 
Yeah. No, and I think that that brings us to our um, our, our topic for this week, and which is going to be, um, you know, self-care. Is self-care keeping you fat or how it is it keeping you fat? And how is it keeping you from reaching your goals? Or just how is it holding you back in general? Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they do use self-care as a cop-out rather than, you know, looking at the cold hard truth of what self-care can be. Self-care for you necessarily doesn't mean something you like and i think that that's the misconception you know you want to eat a piece of cake and you're like self-care and it's like great you are getting the dopamines you are getting the happiness from it but you know that immediate that real quick self um you know gratification down the line is going to come to haunt you when you're looking at yourself and you're like i need to do something about my health and then you're going to be way more unhappy about that situation than you were about the tiny little self-care you know self-care i think for me is is making sure that i I am doing what i want to do even when i don't want to do it if that makes sense it's like it goes back to the fasting i like that we did that episode because it always brings in a perspective of what you know like 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 coach said um when he was fasting it's that locked in you when you're going to stop is when you stop. You can't say, well, I'm going to eat this sandwich because, you know, blah, 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 this excuse, self-care. Well, no, you said you were going to, you said you were going to meet that goal. And that goal is based around what you want to get out of those results. And what you want out of those results is going to ultimately put you into a, a more healthier situation, a more happier situation. So if you're if you're compromising those goals by a little quote unquote self-care along the way, is it truly self-care at that point? Yeah. Is it is it are you really caring for yourself? Are you really caring about your goals? Are you really caring about your future or are you just caring about the the real quick um happiness that you're going to see or is it just I think it and it is just a cop out. It's a cop out answer um a lot of the times, you know, um if if you say self-care, uh, um, I know another one is, you know, um, we want to be able to like say what we want to say on the internet and do what we want to do on the internet. But it, it, sometimes those don't translate to what we want them to be. You know, we think we can go without repercussions to things. And just because you claim certain words, just because you state certain phrases, it's not it's not like on the office when he went to go declare bankruptcy when he walked down to the middle of the office and he yelled out I declare bankruptcy no you can't just say self-care and it's caring for yourself because is were you caring for yourself when you missed brushing your teeth were you caring for yourself when you were supposed to eat a meal but for some reason you insulted yourself and didn't eat that meal or was it self-care when um I mean I'm thinking of a million when you went out all weekend and you yeah said, screw everything. And he just flew off the handle on, on anything you were working on, right? Yeah, I just, and there, there, you know, and we make little decisions where we disregard our our feelings, our own feelings. We gaslight ourselves, meaning, you know, we, we, we'll be like, yeah, you know, that's, that means a lot to me, but yeah, whatever, you know, it's, it, that, that, that isn't self-care, you know, like, I think when we're, when we think of self-care, we think of stuff like, 
drugs and alcohol. We think of you know all, um, all the numbing stuff. Yeah, right? the numbings, the, the voiding right now. Mm-hmm. And all the all the sweet you you the the broom that sweeps it under the rug. That's mm-hmm. what that's what we want. We don't want the self care that makes you pick up the rug, roll up the rug, or take it outside, shake out the rug, sweep what's uh, left out from under the rug because that is true self care. Yeah. That is, uh, you know, if you go to sleep, and trust me, um, you know, seasonal depression's coming up, guys, and I want to warn everybody about it. Start taking care of yourself now. But seasonal depression's coming. I know about depression. I know all about the sleeping that comes with depression. But sometimes when you sleep to avoid things, and I'm not saying when you sleep when you're depressed, but when you sleep to avoid things, that can be soup that, that that's that's sweeping it under the rug you know when i said yeah, pulling up the rug you wake up it's still going to be there and yeah be taken care of it's still under the rug it might even somebody steps on the rug and it might come flying out from under the rug so self-care would essentially address that rug and make sure under the rug is clean everything is just good to go and when things start to come because uh, it piles up you know if, if you sweep one thing on the rug it's going to come back out and then with another thing, with another thing. And once before you know it, you don't have a rug anymore. You have a pillow because it's stuffed. Right, and yeah. yeah, and you just, and the self-care that stuffed that rug, that, that put all that stuff under that rug. Well, now is that self-care because you didn't get anywhere. You're still in the same situation. You're still, actually, you're not in the same situation. You're in a worse situation because you let everything build up by quote unquote self-care, by medicating with alcohol, by medicating with sleep partying or even just like you know i've heard of people uh um skipping a gym out of self-care and i'm all about rest i i preach recovery first things first when i tell people that they can't avoid the gym that they know i'm serious just that i'm not just some muscle head that says go to the gym go to the gym 24 7 you always if you're not working you're not watching tv go to the gym right no i'm saying there are some people that they have a plan ahead of themselves it's tuesday they're only going to the gym three days a week they're kind of tired. They yell self-care. It's better to do self-care and relax than to go to the gym. Well, we're not asking for you to be Mr. Olympia, go on a powerlifting uh, comp or anything. We're just asking for you to to progress your well-being. Yeah. And if it sucks at the moment, I know. Like, it sucks getting off work and going to a crowded gym when you just want to go home, grab a Little Caesars pizza, Go turn turn on Netflix, pour a glass of wine, eat a couple pieces of pizza, and watch a f- and binge a few episodes, and not think about life for a second. I know, I get that, but half an hour at the gym is is it sucks. But the half hour that half hour compiled with another half hour with another with another that's self care in the sense that later on down the line, you will be in a spot where you're not having to be at the doctors the time you do go to the doctors is for yearly wellness checks right you know or because you injured yourself not because you have to go do monthly or annual checkups or biannual checkups because you have out of control diabetes type 2 diabetes because you're 60 to 80 pounds overweight um you know i like to be an over i was an overweight guy um i like to think of myself as still an overweight guy i you know it's i never let that thought leave my head and it's not to torture myself, but it's just to remind myself what is the possibilities, where the possibilities are. I'm not saying I didn't like the way I looked in the mirror. I mean, I'm a guy like, you know, like 
it's I don't want to say that it doesn't really matter to much guys being overweight as it does women, but I think it is true that more women care about being overweight than most guys. Some I'm not saying guys don't want to lose weight, but what I'm saying is I don't think it bothers us as much vanity wise as it does other like um, women. So me being overweight, one. Like I said, what made me realize and what I needed to change to myself and my self-care was the fact that I couldn't complete that hike. It was a 1.7 mile hike. A a grown adult with no uh, prior health issues, no knee pains, no chest, breathing, any issues like that should be able to complete that 1.7 mile. Children, a a pregnant woman with, she was uh, in her last trimester because she was showing pretty good she had a baby on her back uh, with one of them baby backpack things and she went up there came back down in the time that i was sitting there trying to get i was i was beat red trying to ga- uh, gather my my breath i was overweight they, they tell everybody they're pre-diabetic but i can basically tell you i was pre-diabetic because the, my sugar levels were out of whack i didn't you know i just did not care about my sugar levels and you know of course, my, my, my knees hurt, my posture was bad, everything was way worse than I expected. Now, self-care that day would have been, or self-care in perspective to what we're trying to preach against, would have been for me to say, you know what, you did try that hike. Self-care means, well, let's go have a beer and let's go eat some food and, you know, that, that's just, you're just not a hiker. That's just not your thing. You're, you're not a hiker. You, you like food. Food makes you happy. And I guess, you know, me, food does make me happy. I'm not this fitness person where I'm like, don't eat Taco Bell, don't eat Wendy's, don't eat this, don't eat a donut. If you've listened to this podcast even once, you know that that is not us at all yeah. whatsoever. We are not those coaches. Yeah, we are not all. those people. Never there, there is no bad food in our vocabulary, except maybe tofu for me. But that's just... I don't, I don't tofu is a special case tofu yeah yeah eat. i don't think it's food in general so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways but like so for me for for self-care that day i had to sit back and really it was like sitting a child in a chair and being like look dude that wasn't good today that really was not good that what is that like and i could have i could have like i said i could have just you know took care of myself i could have coddled my feelings let's say that when we yell out self-care i could have coddled my feelings and been like well, you know, you're just not a hiker. Let's go eat some cake. Let's feel better about ourselves. Do whatever you do to make yourself feel better and forget that that even happened. Again, I'm stuffing under the rug. And no, that day I had to sit there and have a conversation with myself and say, you're you're in your mid-30s. What's going to happen when you're in your mid-50s? That's 20 years away from now. 20 years of deterioration. 20 years think about that and i'm not trying to like tell you guys you're horrible and bad and everything but if you're not really conscious and you're not really caring about your health right now think about yourself 50 years from now or not 50 years from now i'm thinking 50 even, years even 10 even yeah, 10 or one year 50 yeah yeah um but 10 years let's go 10 years a decade because a lot happens in a decade now that i'm in my mid-30s i realize you know decades feel like lifetimes you know you're like yeah, oh wow yeah, that yeah. decade that's what i did in that decade wow that was a different me so but so let's just, let's just talk about a decade of of detrimental health. Talk about that. You know, your twenties were all right. Now we're hitting our thirties. You know, I want to say that the average is probably probably about average to twenty to fifty of listeners here. Just think about the next ten years, and think about what you're doing with your health right now. Even if uh, and if if you're if you're fit 
and you're you're conscious about that that's great and it's awesome but like also sit, sit in with this because 10 years can happen a lot can happen in 10 years you can be not be mr fit in 10 years but hear, hear, hear me out on this it's you know if, if you're going about you know your health downhill like we always say oh i'm aging it's that's just what aging happens so if if your if your body is naturally deteriorating in your mind just without you even doing bad things it's just naturally deteriorating because that's what happens that, that in your mind that's what happens now you're adding in huge cups of sugar a day with your sodas yeah. you're you're adding in cigarette smoking if you smoke your alcohol like in any form any amount it's it's detrimental to your health it's, it, all, it's all speeding it up it really is in it in it so it, it and we're not saying and people and and here and i'm the guy that is so so guilty of saying this i'd rather like, eat the cake be happy now than live a life uh eating salads or uh what was the fluffy joke uh gabriel iglesias he said uh um it's not about the years or about the quality of years yeah but are the quality of years when I, my realization when i had to be honest with myself and the self-care and what i had to do for myself was the quality of years really that good of eating all that cake? Because I can still eat cake and my quality of life is way better now. I'm way more healthier, way more fit, and I can still eat cake. Yeah. But I think it, all that comes from just, you know, that mindset of that all or nothing, right? Yeah. Like you have to, if you want to be healthy, you have to eat zero cake. You have to eat zero cookies. You can't have any alcohol. You can't have anything that tastes good ever. Mm-hmm. And that's just wrong, right? Yeah. Like you can have some. Yeah. But are you, are you having cake and ice cream every day after work? Probably need to dial that back. Yeah, and and I think that and it, it comes out to like those. I think those are like the self care cop outs. Like, oh, I'd rather be happy than than live a than live to be a hundred and be miserable. What if you live to a hundred being happy? Yeah, you know like, what? Like what where, can, where's you, yeah? Where's that you alternative? Can blend them and get a little bit of both. Yeah, right? what if you're eighty five years old and still living life pretty good, eating that cake and being happy? And but or what if you live? to um like again what if it shortens your life so let's play off the logic of, of that joke you know i'd rather eat the cake and be happy now than live to be 100 so yeah you'd rather eat the cake die of diabetes by the time you're mid 60s do you realize you don't just drop dead from diabetes you don't just drop dead well you drop dead from heart failure eventually eventually but it doesn't just oh like oh i was eating bad today bam no you you drop dead from diabetes when you start losing limbs, when your kidney feel like. So my father just recently passed. He died from cancer on his death certificate. It says cancer. But I watched this guy, his his kidneys fail. And this was uh, due to type 2 diabetes. He um, kept having kidney failure to where his potassium levels would just elevate through the roof. It caused, And in older people, I found this out that whenever they start, uh, their, um, I forget, I yeah, I got to look more into this, but it's when your your kidneys can't process the potassium or something and it starts just uh, releasing it back into your system. It makes them hallucinate. They go into a, we we thought he had dementia. And no, it, it was poor kidney because, you know, they were just from the years of diabetes, just wearing on it and wearing on it and wearing on it. And I'm saying you can have diabetes or not diabetes. You can have di- just type one diabetes. You can have bad kidneys, but why take the like you know why why risk it if you can do something to try to avoid it and you still end up with it well at least you made the attempt but if you do something to avoid it like him i'm not ragging him obviously but you know i saw it to the point where you know he was in his mid 70s and his the doctors were putting him on this really really restricted diet no tomatoes no bananas no beans these were things that this guy had 
just come to love. And when I'm talking to somebody, I'm not, I didn't just say cake. I didn't just say sodas. I didn't just say, you know, candy. I just said beans, tomatoes, and bananas. Doctors told him he couldn't eat that anymore because how he let his health get. Think about that, guys. It's not about just eating the cake and being unhealthy now in your mid-30s or in your mid-20s or in your even in your 50s. It's about slowly killing yourself. You know, I didn't realize it when I was trying to make it up that hill and my face was swollen, beet red. I was sweating everywhere and breathing hard. In my mind, oh, yes, I'm walking up a hill. I should feel this way. No, you shouldn't. I shouldn't have been. Like, at the age I was, the way I was, I that's when I realized... My body is in way worse shape than I realized, and I w- and I, you have to acknowledge that. You can't sit there and say, "Well, self care. I'm I'm happier. Ha- I'm happier fat than not," because really, there is no "I'm happier, skinnier, happier fat." You're happier if you're happier. It it really has nothing to do with how much uh mass how much body tissue you have on your body it happens like let me tell you though guys it sucks when you have a sore back from just sitting and standing all day it sucks when you when you know you're breathing hard putting on your shoes or you can't even put on your shoes standing up or you can't you have to sit down and take breaks putting on your shoes that's not quality of life and that's not self-care and i just when when you really think about self-care i really want you to sit there and think that sometimes self-care doesn't make you happy Sometimes self-care is making the decision to get rid of that person out of your life. You know, sometimes self-care is is deciding not to do the stuff that makes you happy anymore. You know, like, you know, like for me, my morning routine, it might take a little longer and it, it really is a lazy routine. And I'm like, well, it makes me happy. But I'm like, but does it? Does it make me happy? And then time being, it makes me happy. But later on in the day, I'm like, oh, I'm a little late here. Oh, I didn't get this done. Oh, I didn't. So am I happier? Because it's stressing me out later on in the day. Yeah. And I really don't, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's hard to say, well, I'm going to be mad about this later. But then again, you kind of know you and you kind of know which, I, I, I just ask for people to be honest with themselves. You yeah. can lie to everyone it's, else. <laughs> well, it's like we always talk about it's awareness, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we do this thing where we we look for our circle, right? We look for our tribe. So, you know, when we're when we're in that that self-care cycle, we're also looking for other self-care, the other self-carers because then they'll make us feel good about going that route with self-care because then we'll, we can then in turn help them feel good when they want to go down that road, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I mean, that's a choice. Sure. It's not really a productive choice for everything you just talked about, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. really solve any of the problems. It just kicks the can down the road. It sweeps it up under the rug. You're still going to have to deal with it later. So is it really that beneficial? Mm-hmm. You know, now what I want to do is I want to go on the other side of, of the self-care pendulum, right? Because, mm-hmm. For everybody that's listened, they probably know where, where I'm going to go and where we're going to end up. But even for the people that are new, they're probably going to think that now at this point in the episode, we're going to go down and, and list off all these, you know, checkboxes for self-care, healthy habits and, and things like that, right? All the things like, you know, drinking half your weight in ounces of water, moving for 30 minutes a day, meditating every day, you know, eight hours of sleep and, and 10,000 steps, all sorts of stuff like that. Which are all, you know, they're, they're great ideas on paper, but, you know, just that, you know, you can look at that and go, well, isn't this another fad? Like all the fad diets and all the fad workouts that you guys talk about? And you're 100% right. 
it's exactly like that. It's it. You can definitely look at this as just like another list that was taken from some person that you know has a a calm enough life that they can go through and, and knock out all of those every day and then still have time to do other things. Like 10,000 steps takes time. Mm-hmm. Finding time every day to get 30 minutes of activity takes time. You know, going down, you know, looking at stuff, those books that are like, eat this, not that, like that takes time. That takes money to replace some of those foods. Writing down things you're grateful for is great. You know, there's value in that, but you know, sometimes that's harder to come up with things. And you know, that's the other side of the self-care uh, spectrum where people are like, just be grateful for everything that you have in your life and, and you know, drink water and get sun and, and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And that's great. And we've mentioned a lot of those before. And that's, you know, and, the, and those are great things to aim for. But when you when you copy these bars and these metrics from other people, right, like eight hours of sleep, well, not everybody can get, get eight mm-hmm. hours of sleep. Pretty much if you are a parent, you're probably never getting eight hours of sleep again. Mm-hmm. So what use is it to try to shoot for that? Like that's, it's, it's setting you up for failure just right out the gate, especially, especially right. The younger the kid is, the less sleep you're getting. But if you have your, your mind set on getting eight hours of sleep, you're going to wake up every morning immediately feeling like a failure because you mm-hmm. didn't get eight hours of sleep. Now that's going to set you up and essentially ruin your mindset for the entire day. Cause the one thing that you were trying to do, you couldn't get done. So now you don't care about the rest of the, the things that are on your list. You don't care about any movement goals or meditation or yoga or diet or, or exercise or anything like that, right? All that goes out the window. And really, you know, what that what that leaves us with when we look at that side and we say, look, that's also really not that productive to look mm-hmm. at those spe- those specific goals of, of, you know, 10 things you're grateful for, 10,000 steps, all that sort of stuff. Great on paper. In execution for most people, probably really not as easy to accomplish as it is to just write on paper. So where does that leave us? Well, that leaves us really just at a more simplistic view of self-care. This is is really how I look at it, which is I break it down into a few categories. And I look at how I, for myself, within the context of my lifestyle and where I am right now, how I can realistically check those boxes. None of those boxes are specific, but like I said, they're just categories. So you just have to make sure that you're at least trying to do something for each of those buckets, right? And really I break them down into four different buckets. So I've got a rest bucket, I've got a nutrition bucket, I've got an exercise bucket, and I have a diet bucket. There's a very specific reason why the nutrition and diet buckets are Mm -hmm. separate, and we'll get into those. But starting at the top you know the rest bucket that's for you know that's really for this is really where a lot of that that first side of the self-care can can sort of fit into right because this is stuff like nurturing relationships this is sleep this is your recovery this is where all that fits into so you know it's it's what are you doing to positively work on those like what do you what can you do to get better quality sleep what can you do to work on recovery and this doesn't just mean recovery from exercise this is you know recovering from stressful work this mm-hmm. is recovery from a hard weekend this is recovery from having that really really long annoying zoom meeting where you think you're getting you're about to get off and somebody asks that question right at the end and all of a sudden you're still on the zoom for another 20 minutes when you thought you were about to get off it's you know how are you recovering and recharging from all of that right 
relationships, obviously, like how are you know, are you still spending time with people that energize you, people that make you feel good about yourself? All right, all of that. That's all bundled up under rest, right? Are you getting time outside? Are you able to go for a walk? Again, not necessarily saying 30 minutes, could be as little as five, could really be as little as one. Like if you just walk around your house, right? If you can just get time to walk around your house in the sun, one, two minutes, and then go back to whatever you're doing, that's awesome. If that's what you can manage, cool. Like pat yourself on the back for acknowledging that's where you are and then committing to and completing it, even if it's just one or two minutes. Like people want to look down on that because it's not 30 minutes or it's not enough to really do anything Mm -hmm. useful but it is doing something useful because it's getting you to do something Mm -hmm. even if it's only one or two minutes you know it's still one or two minutes more than you were doing before when you thought you had to do 30 or 60 minutes and you decided if i've got to do 30 minutes i can't do that so i'm not going to bother Mm -hmm. which isn't true you know i think that that's where we get the misconception of oh i have to go for a walk for cardio oh i have to go for this for to lose weight we have to get our heart rate up to lose weight to lose weight and we don't think about exercise and we don't think about something as far as going for a walk is that's self-care right then and there like you know just getting out and just doing something yeah and it doesn't have to be big it doesn't have to be you know world you know world changing or earth shattering or anything like Mm -hmm. that it could be something super small but just committing to that super small thing and just doing that again and again is going to set you up mentally for a lot of things down the road a lot of great things down the road remove you know next to the nutrition bucket this one's pretty self-explanatory right Mm -hmm. it's basically just food and water so what food choices are you making are you getting enough water and by you know food choices i don't mean going out buying everything organic i don't mean buying Mm -hmm. grass-fed every every meat and i don't mean you know buying the most expensive eggs that you can buy if you can afford it sure go for it but by no means is that is that where you need to go, right? If you can't afford organic because it's it's like can't lie, it's more expensive than conventionally grown, right? Yeah. It's like double price almost. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can only afford conventionally grown, well that's still better than just going for, you know, highly processed foods that come out of a box or out of mm. a bag. It's right? It's you don't have to work towards just doing the best at everything. Just try to make things a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you're always eating if you're not always, but if you're only eating, you know, chips and, and pasta and, and cereal and, and candy bars and things like that, add in some fruit, add in some veggies. I'm not saying get rid of the candy or get rid of the chips, but mm-hmm. just add in some of the, some of the stuff that's just not processed, right? Add in some more meat, some more eggs. If you can do dairy, add in some milk, throw in some cheese, um, you know, chicken, steak, rice, uh, oatmeal's fantastic and just you know add some of those in again they don't have to be you don't have to go to whole foods to buy this you don't have to buy the most expensive brands just buy the version that you can afford really you know mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry about you know taxing your budget and you know just for the sake of right bragging that you got the best food like best is subjective right mm-hmm. organic is okay right it's it's Sure, maybe better. There's really not a whole lot of data convincingly. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you how do you prove that it's you know that it's that it's whole that it's a whole lot better, you know? But you know, that's that's nutrition, just food and water. Like how, you know, are you are you that's where I talk a lot, right? Like are you getting enough protein? Are you getting enough water? All sorts of stuff like Mm -hmm. that. That helps you there. Exercise is the third bucket. Exercise, again, self explanatory, right? Are you Getting out, are you exercising? Are you 
and this doesn't just mean going to the gym. Like, again, this is like the uh, food thing with everybody thinking that you have to go full organic, full grass fed, full, like, all, you know, all this like high label stuff. People think it's the same thing with exercise. Like, are you, you know, they'll think, are you going to the gym five, six, seven times a week? Are you beating yourself into the ground every day? Are you sore every day when you wake up? And all that's something. I wouldn't say it's effective or good or anything like that. Again, right? Like we, we mm -hmm. like as we said at the beginning, if you're sore all the time, you're probably doing something wrong. When I look at exercise, I look at, again, what can you realistically fit into your schedule, into your lifestyle? You know? Can you get 45 minutes of strength training in like two to three times a week? If you can, awesome. That's a great place to shoot for. But if you can't, if you can only get like 10 minutes a day, maybe, then that's fine too. If you can only get five minutes a day, again, maybe, fine. Like if you can only get that in two, three, four times a week, that's awesome. Figure out what time you can realistically commit and then figure out, a good way to get exercise within that time window that you know you can do rather than looking at somebody on Instagram and saying, well, this is what they're doing. I have to do that in order to be successful. If you don't have the rest of their lifestyle and you're dealing with, you know, a job where you're working 40 hours a week or more in some cases, and you have kids and you're in school and you're, you're taking care of your parents or you're taking care of, of, you know, more than one kid. Well, now all of a sudden that, person on Instagram that's going to the gym every day and working out for an hour or more seems pretty unattainable. And if you, if you shoot for it, it's just like the sleep thing. If you're mm -hmm. shooting for eight hours and you know, you just can't get it because you have a kid or you just have a lifestyle that makes it impossible. When you wake up and you're at six and a half hours, even though six and a half is still pretty good, you're going to feel like a failure because you didn't get that last hour and a half. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at somebody's workouts and you go, cool, they're going to the gym six days a week for an hour then you know you can't do that, but you're still shooting for it. When you get to, you know, work out three for the week and you're just like, look, the rest of the week is going to be busy. I can't do it. Now you're going to feel like a failure because you didn't live up to this Instagram person that doesn't even know you exist, but you're holding them as your, as your, your metric, as your bar. And it's the wrong bar to hold because they may not have everything else that you have in your life that makes it harder for you to commit to that level. And, you know, so the main point of exercise is one, figure out what amount of time you can realistically commit and then work within that time frame. Screw what anybody else is doing. Just if you can only do, right, like I said, five minutes a day, or, you know, if you can only pick, you know, five minutes on Monday, five minutes Wednesday, five minutes Friday, because your life is just super, super busy, that's fine. Just figure out what you can do in that five minutes to be the most effective. There's ways to do that. And, yeah, that brings me to the to the last bucket, which is the diet, right? And this is different from the nutrition. It's not just food or water, but this talks more. I, you know, I guess you could really label this as the mental diet, mm -hmm. because this this plays into the music that you listen to. It's the movies that you watch. It's the TV shows. It's it's what you read. You know, you can you can also put relationships in this bucket too, just like they were in the rest bucket, because it's the relationships that you have around you. It's the people that are around you. Because all of that plays into your mindset. It feeds into the way that you think and it feeds into the way you see the world. And it plays into other things too. Like if you're watching some like if you're watching scary movies at night before you go to bed, for some people that's gonna make for a bad night of sleep, right? And some people they can just watch scary movies and go right to sleep. To those people, awesome. Not everybody's like that. 
but you know when you when we and this is something we don't really think about right we don't think about the music we listen to we don't think about the lyrics we don't think but they're still getting in they're still getting in there mm-hmm. they're affecting us they're pro- that to effectively they're brainwashing us like mm-hmm. the music that we listen to the books we read the websites we go to the conversations we have the people we talk to the movies tv shows all of that it all programs us and we we start falling in line with thinking that comes from all of those different sources of media and if what you're letting into your mind is all focused around things that create anxiety and create fear then that's going to be where you where you basically sit and that's where you're going to approach the most of your life from and if you're always in that anxious and that fearful state you're going to be wound up you're going to be anxious right you're going to always feel like no matter how much sleep you get it's not enough you're going to always feel like you need to have food to comfort you you're going to need the alcohol to take the edge off you're going to need to do other things to reduce those feelings of fear and anxiety now to be clear that doesn't mean that oh just change what you're listening to and the whole world will change like that's not going to happen like that doesn't you know you it's not this isn't a disguise for you know think positive and the world will change and it'll just open up for you right and all of a sudden all your problems will go away the world doesn't work that, like that right but if you are focused on bringing these ideas in your mind that that focus around you know empowerment and action and 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 practical optimism, right? Not just blind optimism, which is like the world is sunshine and roses because mm-hmm. you're just not listening to the news. So obviously the world is great because you're just not listening to the bad headlines. Like that's that's blind and that's that's harmful, mm-hmm. right? But practical optimism where you where you can look at what's going on around you and you can say, cool, this is what I can actually do to affect change in those areas. When you focus on those and you start doing work where you can, now it brings you to a place where you feel better about yourself because you've seen that you are able to do things. This is kind of like the sum, like the summary of all the other three buckets, right? Because you can take all of them, and they're sort of the result of having the right, the right thoughts in your mind. Like when you feel like, oh, I can go out and still get two minutes of exercise if I just do, if I just go walk to the mailbox, if I just go walk to the end of the block and back, because that's all I have time for right now. Because I, you know, all the kids are home and I have to go cook dinner or I have to go put them to bed or anything like that, right? And the when, once you find that level of activity that you can do and you commit to it and you just say, this is what I know I can do within my context for my lifestyle and you just start doing that and you see that you can do that day in and day out, now that starts programming your mind in a different way, which is, hey, I've made a promise to myself and I've kept it and look at it starts giving you more internal confidence which is great because when it's an internally built confidence it can't be taken away Mm -hmm. like when confidence comes from the outside we're always worried whether we know it or not we're worried about that that confidence leaving that's why we get stuck on things we hang on to certain people we hang on to certain things because our confidence is wrapped up in those things so we don't want that thing to leave because we fear our confidence will leave with that thing Whereas if we build the confidence within ourselves by doing the things that we've decided, not things that other people have decided, things that we've decided for ourselves that we're going to do, and we see that, yes, these are these are healthy things that might not pay off immediately. They might not pay off, you know, 30 seconds later, right? 
But if we know that they're going to pay off down the road and we know that we can commit daily to getting down that road, now we have that internal confidence because we did those things. And once that's built, like I mentioned, it can't be taken away. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and as far as we, we always talk about the conscious, we always talk about conscious decisions, making, you know, having that conscious uh, conversation with yourself, you know, that self and self conversation. And I think that that's where this really, a lot of this comes into play is like, you know, your, your subconscious is always working. And we always say that it's, it's like a little, it's like a little gopher guy. He wants to, you know, make you happy. He want he's trying to take in as much information, get as, and so subconsciously, like you were saying about the music and the videos and stuff that we watch, we do take that in. And I think we do, we hurt ourselves a lot, a lot of times because we see, you know, the perceptions of like, you know, love story online or something online, like you're saying with the Instagram model and, is that practical? Is that even real? And, and, you know, when you have that conscious thought, like with yourself and you tell yourself like, Oh, I saw, you know, I'm watching all this, these movies and, but you know, that's not real life. You know, I think, like you said, we don't realize how much it gets to us, but it gets to us, you know, watching, um, you know, a popular show on right now is Jeffrey Dahmer and or called Dahmer and I think that we watch these things and we don't realize how much they affect us so when you mentioned diet as your fourth bucket I was like yes I know where he's going with this because you know this is what we talk about when we talk about diet and stuff you take in and self-care because necessarily it might be that that real quick high that real quick fun but it really you know when it's going down to like if you need to get your your sleep well sleep is more self-care than you know that extra activity that is going to stress you out. And I also that stress, the stress that we talk about isn't always just stress from, you know, not being in shape. But like you said, we talk about stress, how stressful it can be getting in shape. We're yeah. trying to be in shape. I opened the episode talking about soreness in my legs. That's yeah. a type of stress. How, yeah. You know, how do you deal with that? Well now, yeah. And it's like, well, self care. Cause and, and another, and, like, so I, you know, and I, I went off on my, my ragging about, you know, people that, that have the misconception of self care being eating a cheeseburger when you're not supposed to, or, you know, cheating on your diet or whatever. But I think a lot of people, um, go again on the opposite side of, of self care when they're really not caring for themselves and they're really, they're you know, trying to be too strict and, and too yeah. by the book. And it's not even their book. It's somebody else's book, right? When they're, a, a great, a, another great analogy too is when I was working out, people say, man, you work out hard. And I, you know, jokingly, I told this to somebody, but I think, you know, I meant more of a truth behind it and they took it as a joke. But like, and that's when it really took me, took something into consideration. But I said, well, it's a form of, of self-harm, you know, calling my workouts self-harm. And they're like, they just laugh like, ha, 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 ha. Because, you know, I do, I go, I work out very hard. And for me, I noticed that like after I said that, I was like, wait, workout can be self-harm. Because you can be very, you can be punishing yourself for that. You know, if you're working out hard, you could be like, oh, well, this and that. And you could be telling yourself, well, you're too fat, you're too weak, you're too this and you're too that. You need to work out harder. For whatever reason, you're thinking that you need to work out hard could be really detrimental to your, your self-confidence. Yeah. And when your self-confidence... And, and by the way, low. just pause on that real quick. You know, you mentioned all those things, those harmful things that you can tell yourself, uh-huh. right? Like you're working out for, for terrible reasons, right? Like you feel like you deserve to punish yourself and all that. Mm-hmm. Those, those, that's all examples of 
what happens with a bad mental diet. Yeah. You know, somehow those thoughts got placed in there for yes. you because nobody is born thinking that of themselves. No. Those are all things that are programmed by the outside. Yeah. Like what metric are you thinking that you're not strong enough by? What, like, what do you, who are you basing yourself around that you're not in shape enough? You know, like uh, not, not in shape enough, but that you are considering yourself fat or overweight. What, you know, is it because you are like, you know, basically because of the reason that I found out or is it because, you know, like, and that's I love that you brought up the diet part because we don't realize how much subconsciously we take in. And that's just a great example. You could be sitting there, not even at the gym, just, oh, I'm not doing this right. It's like, but you are, you know, there's, there's really no books yeah, to a lot you're of there and you're doing the thing. You're doing it right. right? Yeah. Awesome. All yeah. the other stuff after that, like technique, form, like, are you doing enough? That's all different conversations uh-huh. from just feeling like you're doing enough if you're there not and trying you're doing enough yeah and i you know and i've had conversations with people not just about fitness and exercise this past uh a week it's been a lot about like people just i don't want to say self-harm because so when i say self-harm it makes it sound like you're cutting yourself you're hurting yourself or you're doing very you know very hurtful things to yourself but then again in a way it is kind of self-harm like these people that are overworked themselves not just in the gym but they feel they have to prove something by working 12 hours a day for six days a week. They feel that if they do get enough sleep, that it's just, there's some guilty, you know, like, yeah. and, and, and you've talked to these people before and I'm not trying to rag on them. And I'm not trying to say that don't be this person. Cause I don't think that they subconsciously know that it looks like they're trying to prove something. I think for them, it's, it's just so much of their not gratification or just not, having enough worth that they've like that they're just not living up to this this expectation whether they're not waking up on time whether they're not exercising enough like whatever whatever coach said whatever expectation you're holding yourself to you're stressing yourself out like you could say yeah self-care is this goal i want to look good be good you know be healthy i want to fit into a this size of pants that could be self care because it will make you feel happy. You could t- you can you can convince yourself of that. You could say it, that's what I want. It will make me happy. But will the stress if you if you have a family to manage, if you have a whole workload to manage, and all of that, and if it's just going to become stress, well, at that point, that's when you have that conscious decision. You're like, well, is it really self care if I if I'm trying to be this way? If it, is it really self care? And I'm not telling anyone. Oh yeah. You, this is and this is you're probably thinking oh man he's going the opposite direction he, now he's telling us that not to eat the cake because for self-care now he's telling us to not work out <laughs> for self-care no really it, it you have to sit there and you have to have because what coaches um self-care is different from mine you know what he does for himself is different from me and what i do for myself is different from you and i think a lot of people right now they need to take a break i'm not saying a vacation when i'd say take some time off everyone well i don't have i can't afford a vacation take a week off of work don't tell anyone you're going to be at home go home clean your house go through old photo books clean out your closet get stuff done get there's those little simple stresses and i work with a tattoo artist and he, he tells me like i'll go and I'll, i i work with him and when i when i tell him i work i don't do tattoos or anything i help him with little at home projects or little um to do projects around his shop and it's and he doesn't mind paying me to do those 
because it's like he's paying for me to relieve that stress. Yeah. He, he's like he's, it, buy, he's basically buying his time back. He's buying his time back. He's that. buying some relief because now we don't realize subconsciously like if you have a closet like that's you never go past it, but you know it's dirty and it's just when you do see it, it it bugs you and you sweep that under the rug. And every time you but you always have to revisit that and it's always that one stress. Then if you were to take a week off, plan some sleep, plan just Plan your 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 um, self care uh, walks in the park. Your you go to the mall, have a cinnabon, walk around the mall, go do some shopping. That's self care, if it's planned. If it's a sporadic thing, I don't really call it self care. You know, it's like oh self care. I'm gonna eat this piece of pizza. Yeah, no, yeah. it's self care if you're like, dude, I've been working sixty hour weeks. I've been hitting the gym. I've been getting up early, getting the kids to school. I've been writing my 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 blogs i've been working on my my essays i've been working on my my homework i've been doing this i need some time off don't feel guilty taking that time off i think a lot of there's a lot of guilt out there and i don't know if we all have something to prove if we're all just working to try to show one another up but you can take a break regardless of what somebody says somebody oh must be nice Leave those must be nicers to their own pity. Yeah. Leave them in their own little self wallowing crap because those must be nice people can go must be nice themselves. If it's must be nice, then they can focus a goal and they can go and attack it themselves. But you need to focus on yourself and don't let those people make you feel bad for, um, for you know, like like Coach was saying that one minute walk, that five minute walk. No, like. Literally, some of these people in your life, if they know you and know what you do in your life and you say, hey, look, I need to go for a five to ten minute walk, not for exercise. It's just to get away from everything, recollect, I'll be right back. If they know how important you are and if you're truly important to that you know, organization, that group of people or whatever, they're going to say, yeah, go take a breather. We need you back 100%. Yeah. You, it, it, no one wants – you watch sports. If your quarterback came in he's like, dude, I didn't get any sleep. I've been feeling sick. The kid didn't sleep. Oh, wait, we got a playoff game? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's fine. I didn't eat breakfast, but I have a Red Bull and some Starbucks and I have a donut. It's fine. Yeah. Would you really want him going and, and leading your team to victory in a, in a, in a, in a must-win situation? No. I think, you know, this is me not talking to the individual that needs self-care. This is me talking to the employer right now. This is me talking to the spouse. This is me talking to the group of friends. This is me talking to the must-be-nicers. You know, yeah. this is me talking to these guys that's saying, if you have somebody that's working their ass off in their life and just really giving it their all, even if you, in your perspective, eh, well, it's not that much. If it's a, you know, remember, we're all on different levels here. And if that person is really grinding, that person says they need a break, they deserve that break. Yeah. You know, and and really, I think you know one of the one of the areas in society that that is again programming us in a bad way is the hustle the hustle space. Oh yeah, right? yeah. It's all the people that are like, you got to get up at four thirty in the morning, and and you got to be, you got to beat the rest of the world awake. You got to get up so that you can get you know three hours of work done before the sun comes up, and all this. And I'm like, okay, again, sounds great on paper, sounds mm-hmm. fantastic. I don't want to wake up at four thirty. I'm not going to wake up at four thirty unless I'm going to catch a flight. But other than that, I'm not I'm not doing it every day. I mm-hmm. don't have there's no reason for me to. And really for most people, they're also not going to. Yeah. They're like why all it's gonna do is just make them feel bad because they wanna sleep till seven, eight, yeah. nine. Like it's fine to sleep in until whenever you want to or until whenever you can. Again, right? Like if you got kids, they're your alarm clock. If you got dogs, dogs are your alarm clock mm-hmm. too. And 
when you know when we when we look at that and we go damn like we can't wake up as early as as some of these other people are we just gonna fail at everything no like it's really not about it's it's not about when you wake up it's really not even to a point about how much sleep you get or don't get it's more importantly about what you can get done when you're awake mm-hmm. you know if you if you sleep six hours okay what are you doing the other 18 hours when you're awake you know are you first off the, you know this this if you're if you get your six hours of sleep and you have your 18 hours of of work and family life and you go and you're a coach on a, on a softball team or you go out for drinks after work with some friends and you're genuinely happy like none of this really applies to you mm-hmm. right this is like by all means like if you're if you can look yourself in the mirror and say yeah i'm happy with where i am in life awesome like props to you but this is all for you know the people that are like how the fuck can i make a change right yeah and you have to look at what are you doing in those other 18 hours right like if you get six hours of sleep and that's all you can get awesome like i'm not gonna sit here and badger you about well, the studies say you should get between seven and nine hours and blah, 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 blah. Like, who cares? Yeah. Who ca- You can only get six hours of sleep. That's what you're getting. Awesome. Lock that in. Let's just work on everything else so that maybe we can make those six hours of sleep as high quality as possible, mm-hmm. which can be done. Then we have to look at what you're doing for the other 18 hours. And if you're only getting six hours of sleep, my first question is, cool, what are you doing at the end of the day? Like, how can we improve the quality of those six hours? Are you watching right scary movies? Are you watching things that are high 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 action? Are they very loud? Are you spending time just scrolling on social media that's keeping your brain active? All these other things that can prevent you from getting quality sleep, right? So we start working on that. Then we can go back an, another few hours and go, cool, what are you eating? What are you what does your overall day actually look like? And then work on on building out and looking for small tweaks, small changes that we can make throughout the day that are ultimately and most importantly that are reasonable for you, right? It's not about what somebody on Instagram thinks, right? They're like, oh, you should be able to change your diet by now eating six meals. And I'm like, cool, well, you work in a job where you can't get away for that those that often. You can't break away for every two hours just to go eat a meal every for 20 or 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's not going to be a good plan for you. Like, can you only do three meals a day? Okay, let's build that. Can you only do two meals a day? Cool, let's build that. And let's let's optimize those 18 hours, right? And it's not about making, you know, every minute something. Like, every minute doesn't have to be a thing that you plan in a calendar. Like, some of it, sure, maybe, if it needs to be. But if you if you look at your day and you go, cool, I'm spending all this time on you know i'm spending three hours a day on netflix because i'm just binge watching this show that came out or i'm just going back and re-watching the office for the fourth time or the fifth time or anything like that which is you know not necessarily anything wrong with that mm-hmm. um again but it's there's not necessarily anything wrong with that if you're happy with where that's leaving you right mm-hmm. but if you if you want to make a change you have to make changes period like things change things don't change if things don't change yeah. and you have to be the one to look at what's going on and say okay i have to change this now, like we've said with everything, that doesn't mean you can't watch any Netflix. It just means maybe you have to take some of that Netflix time and see what you can do with that to fit in exercise or to fit in some time for cooking or to fit in some reading or anything like that. Doesn't Again, doesn't necessarily mean take an hour off of Netflix and go to the gym. Maybe you can't because you have stuff going on at home that you can't leave for an hour. Awesome. Coaches made challenges on several episodes where it's like mm-hmm. cool. every time you watch an episode during the credits 
you do something. You go and you do, you know, if you're trying to get more exercise during the credits, you do like 10 push-ups. You do 10 squats or 10 sit-ups or something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, that takes probably the length of the credits. So you don't even have to stop the Netflix. Mm-hmm. You can just keep going. You can just let it keep playing unless it's giving you that, you know, that are you still watching screen? And then you hit that and keep going more. Or, you know, you can you can work on finding recipes you know you can this is really easy you can go and find like 25 minute recipes that are easy so like you set everything up beforehand you throw it in a crock pot or you throw it all in a pot and you just you know you've got it set on the heat and it takes 25 minutes to cook so now you can go watch an episode of something on netflix or hulu when that episode is done you go handle what you're cooking you go split it up if you're you know meal prepping for a few days you can go put that in your containers put your containers in the fridge if you're just making dinner, you can go put that on the plates for everybody. Come right back next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, and that's kind of the way I do it too. Is I, especially when like meal prepping happens a lot during like uh, wrestling time. So I'll be like, you know, I, commercial time, I call it the bathroom break or the bathroom break matches. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll I'll go and you know I'm like oh, if I'm just sitting there aimlessly, I'm not paying attention, or if I'm just going through my phone, it's like I'm learning that one thing too that I learned, and I know that you're you're doing a social media detox me i um i realized why that's important because real quick like you could sit down on the edge of a bed and scroll through social media for 15 minutes like that well you like, think it's 15 minutes and all of a sudden it's two and a half hours yeah you know yeah all no been there. We've fi- all yeah, been there 15 minutes can like yeah no before you're like and and that's when i start stressing myself out is i'm a time freak i i really like no okay it takes this long to do this i have time to do this this and this i can do this with this and that and this time and just time just really freaks me out you know like yeah um so one of my one of my favorite shows really i think it's my favorite show ever is mr robot okay and there's a character on the show um her name's white rose and she's basically the main villain of the show and she has everything planned down like to the minute. Like oh, she's, wow. she's got a watch on her wrist and it looks like just one of like, just like a basic like sports watch that you can see, but you can set the alarm and it gives you like a double beep when the timer hits and it goes off every single minute to tell her like, Oh, this minute's over. Now we're moving to the next thing. And she'll have meetings with people. And right at the beginning she goes, yeah, I've allotted four minutes for this meeting, like four minutes. She's gone, whether you're done or not, she's on to the next thing. And right. That's like the, the, extreme version of like trying to plan every single minute there's actually people like that yeah and you know that's not the place i don't think anybody's gonna go to and i'm not suggesting anybody go there but that's an you know that's that's an extreme example just like you know the the 4 a.m risers and the the hardcore Mm -hmm. hustlers where like everything is every minute is something that sort of thing right where you look in their their google calendar and like every every moment from waking up to sleeping is blocked off and scheduled for something like, okay, but life is going to throw something in that and it's going to throw the entire day off. Then what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to freak out now because your day's off. If you are, that's probably the worst strategy for you to do. Yeah. See, and I, I don't believe those people. I really like those, those online hustlers. You go, I like, cause I follow a lot of them on Instagram. You scroll through, um, yeah, you know, they, exciting to watch. They, they make they, 600, yeah. they make six figures. They all oh, watch how I did this. I made six figures by, by time everyone woke up this morning and all these fun stuff and it's great but i always wonder too how like i i imagine like a lot of these guys are like really go-getters and stuff but i imagine i want to know how many are really telling the truth on like how often they do it how much they do it how like 
these and now there are some guys that I watch and they're investors and man those guys they make a lot of money yeah. make a lot of money but then there's those guys like you said they're, they're the money risers that tell you just you gotta go you gotta go you gotta go but you don't know their life like me I I'm, I'm gonna pull back the current on my life a little uh, I'm I I train people physically in a gym you know we're we're trainers we kind of have more of a lenient schedule me I get to be in a gym for more than twelve hours a day I better look decent. I better look like I work out, right? Like, but it would be asinine of me to go online, flex my muscles, and tell everyone they can do it just the same as me. Saying, "Oh, if you can do, if I can do it, you can do it." Right. If if I can lose, I yeah, exactly. Like I know, like with my mindset and the person that I deal with and who I am and me knowing me personally, yes, with my mindset and the the resources that I had and everything, if I could have done it, you could do it too because I'm a weak willed person. I'm lazy. That's true, but my situation now is I get to meal prep. I I plan out my meal preps. I plan out when I'm going to eat my meals because my schedule allows it. Now, if you're a busy person and if I were to sit there and stress you out and say, oh, this is the way you're supposed to do it, then that would just stress you out. And, you know, and with with like time and everything, like, you know, I I said I was like a stress, like to get stressed with time and everything, but... For me, that's just because I got to plan my day just so I don't fall into um, uh, uh, these these toxic self-care uh, issues where I'm just laying around on, you know, um, scrolling through self um, self-care, through uh, social media for, for two hours because it, it can just happen. I There's been times this week where I'll sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to check, you know, just check this and I'll be on my phone, not necessarily on social media, just responding to texts responding to this person getting back to that checking this email checking social media checking these dms before i know it half an like the other day it was an hour i was like i'm just gonna write out this text i'm gonna write out this post and i'm gonna write this guy's uh workout for today and i was like it'll take me it took me like like an hour to almost two hours and um and i was just like you know I always complain about not being able to do stuff and I just don't realize how much I can get done within, you know, that little time. But if I am just, you know, if I'm not being honest with myself, oh, I was busy. I don't know. And then like there's sometimes at the end of the day, I was like, what was I busy doing? You know, right. yeah. what, 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 what did I spend my money on? Like, you know, if you ever get to the end of that, like where's like you, you get to the, the end of it and yeah, you're like, the this is something there. It's the same thing there with money. Yeah, you just where was it? Like where did it go? And you know, if if you're not conscious on spending it, it goes pretty fast. Like and with me, I have to um I really, really have to just watch it and um because like I know myself, I've had that conscious thought. I'm not the fitness like enthusiast where like I love eating kale, um, you know, spinach and just going for long hikes i love hikes i shouldn't have said that i going for long marathon runs and you know runs every yeah day. exactly wearing you know i i don't really like fitness as much as people really think i do i mean i do but i'm not like you know mr fitness the reason why i do what i do is because i know how i am and i know that if i remotely even give myself a little bit of that inch of who i used to be i will take that mile all the way back home and I'll, I'll end up right back where I'm at. And the thing is, it's like I was saying about the diabetes. Diabetes doesn't just show up one day and say, boom, you're dead, diabetes. 
it slowly creeps up day by day and that that's what i'm worried about like you know it's not necessarily one day i'm gonna wake up and be overweight but one day i i just let you know i wasn't as into fitness as i was before oh i just you know i didn't make time for it because it was something i liked doing it was you know this isn't my hobby this is this is something that i recognize that i have to do for the rest of my life yeah it, it's you know i was given a human body and that's one of the most amazing mechanisms in this universe the odds of just getting that yeah being born is astronomical yeah you know, and there's there's reports out there and i haven't done the math or like anything out there but you know they say it's 400 trillion to one mm-hmm. the odds of becoming a human being wow so yeah i mean just like you said just getting a body and being born is yeah. insane like the odds of that are incredible we have this 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 crazy like um like it's just this this machine and it's it's this bio like and it really just it's so finicky but yeah it's just it's so durable too but you know i i learned to be appreciative of it like it's like if somebody came and gave you a sports car the sports car of your dreams and then just said right here just take care of it and you'd be like yeah 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 of course i'm gonna take care of it yeah yeah but are you really are you gonna you know that thing is meant to go fast but it's not meant to go fast all the time everywhere like because then you eventually end up wrecking it yeah. you, ever, you eventually end up wearing out tires and if you don't if you don't take care of the tires and change and rotate tires and you know keep up on that you blow it you blow a tire you you blow an engine if you're not careful enough and what's good what good is a sports car if you didn't manage the engine well enough and you blew it now you have a, yeah, you got a paperweight. Yeah, you got, you got a, a real expensive lawn ornament. Lawn ornament. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so that's a, it's, it's with, the, with the human body. That's the way I feel. You've been given. Not everybody has a race car. You know, mine. I like to think of me more of a truck. You know, some people are race cars. Some people are trucks. Some people are minivans. Yeah. I'm not referring to the size of your body. I'm just referring to but they what, all. Yeah, but they all need maintenance. They all need care. And they all have a purpose. Yeah. And 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 just because you have a minivan as opposed to a sports car, that minivan can get a lot done for you and but like coach said you still have to maintenance it you still have yeah. just just because you're not taking they it all still need oil they yeah. all still need coolant they all need gas mm-hmm. and they need quality gas yes if you want to get the most longevity out of all of them yeah like it's just like if you were running your tank of gas constantly on an eighth of a tank and you never fill up your tank just like you never eat food you're just taking just the bare minimum of food bare minimum parts are going to start going out uh, your, your fuel pump's not going to be as great. You're, you know, if you don't change your oil, if you don't change your air filter, everything goes bad with the bad air filter, it seems, you know, but some people don't change those things. Some people don't maintenance their cars. Some people don't maintenance their bodies. The thing is, is you can buy another car. You can right. buy, you yeah. can go and get other parts. You just can't go and get another body. And, and self-care is that self like some of us don't want to take care of ourselves it's we we talked about it there's an imposter syndrome you know a lot of us don't think that we're worthy of the self-care that we owe to ourselves you are owed care every living being not just human every living being in this earth is owed care and and affection you know of any sort whether whether it come in the sense of just you know someone checking in on you making sure you're eating all that stuff or you caring for yourself because if it's you at the end of the day you're the one that gets yourself up self up out of bed you're the one that's making sure that you're good at the end of the day you know if you have other people that's good great but i'm not trying to single anyone out i'm just trying to say everyone deserves care everyone deserves to take care of themselves and if you know 
if you have someone else taking care of you, that's great. But not not. I mean, I guess the majority of people don't. Yeah. And, and really, you know, it, it like you said, everybody deserves care, and really, it has to. It almost has to come from you. Yeah. To give yourself care because nobody knows. One, nobody knows how you know best what you need better than yourself. Yeah. And nobody's really gonna be able to do it better than yourself when it comes to taking care of yourself. People can get close and and if if they're open to it if they're the right type of people they'll be open to advice and guidance on how to help you as best as possible and you know they'll get they can get close for sure but to get it as to get it like 100% that's mm-hmm. most likely going to have to come from you yeah cuz well well self care think about it this way you know um uh if we think about one of i a lot of people will want to think that when I think self-harm as far as regards of eating is overeating, I think of more of people not eating. It, it, it really is just as harmful. If way. not more. Mm-hmm. Because I think about it, you know, you're not eating. That's one thing. If you're overeating, at least you're happy when you're overeating. When you're not eating, I'm wondering what's really wrong. Is it physical or is there some is there something really going on? You know, like I said, I'm one to know about depression and not sleeping. There's also depression and not eating. And there's yeah. been times where you could be so depressed, there's zero appetite. I've now, been there. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, and somebody can walk up to you with a sandwich and say, eat. You need to eat. I care about you. Eat. And you'd be like, I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't care. I don't care about myself. And so that's where, like, you know, Coach's point is really being driven home. You can have a hundred thousand people. You can have the world wanting to care for you, but if you're not willing to accept that care and you're not telling yourself you're worthy of that care or you're not able to communicate the care, that care it means nothing. From they can say I care and do all these things for you, make sure you eat, make sure you sleep, but that's just them showing their care for you. But actually, truly receiving care is up to you whether you are um, receptive to it or not. And also, I mean, like Coach said, you're the one that knows what you need. You're the one that knows. I mean, sometimes we don't know what we need. But if you do need a break, you're owed the break. I just, I want people to know that. You know, if you need to eat, you need to eat. It's it's, it's just, it's fuel. It, it's, it's, it, there's no question about it. You need to eat. Um, I don't care if you're trying to lose weight. That's, that's not self-care in that sense. If you're not eating to try to lose weight, that's self-harm. You're starving yourself. That's, that, that's literally what this species, that's every species tries to avoid is starving to death. Yeah. And you're sitting there doing that for some reason. And I'm not trying to rag you because if it is depression, then please practice self-care and seek help for that. Yeah. If, if it is stress, please, please practice self-care and address that stress. You know, if it, if it is overeating, if it is whatever it is, we're always talking about that conscious uh, uh, effort to make towards whatever it is you're trying to do. And self-care, you really have to define it, what it means to you and what it is for you. And you have to know that you're the one that initiates that. Yeah, and I think that's a fantastic note to to end our, our episode on. So that, was some, that was some heat right there. At the oh, end. the heat. So, you know, if you, if you enjoyed this episode and you've enjoyed all of our other episodes or any of our other episodes, we'd love it if you left us a rating mm-hmm. or a review on your podcast platform of choice. And if you know of anybody in your life that would get any value out of the things that we talk about on the regular, mm-hmm. feel free to share the show with those people. We'd be super, super grateful for that. We would. Or if you have anything that you would like to say to us or had any suggestions for things that you would like to hear us talk about in the future, 
you can always shoot us a message directly and we can we can have a chat about it speaking of coach where can everybody find you y'all can find me mostly on my personal facebook page at willie otero add me as a friend follow me we can interact have fun pretty goofy on there uh also my instagram page i started updating a lot more of what i'm doing personally in my fitness journey um i started a little bit more there so if you want to follow that have somebody else in your corner on that platform it is coach willie otero where am i finding you coach you can find me on facebook at tony davis you can find me on instagram and tiktok at tony davis coaching as coach willie mentioned uh earlier in the episode i'm in the middle actually i'm in the final home stretch of a social media fast which will end uh on monday the day that this drops so i'll be back on there probably still in a smaller fashion than i have been before but i'll, I'll be building up a presence there again so you can find me on any of those places awesome yeah and if you guys ever ever feel alone you feel no one cares about you this episode came and your you know self-care is just one thing that's really hard for you guys know that you're not alone in your corner you got two two or not two of the best tag teams you got the best tag team in all of podcast history and fitness and fitness that, that's that's just the best that's guys a double whammy. Yeah, that's double right there we, we and you're we're in your corner guys if you ever feel that no one's there for you you feel like no one cares we care you got two people right here cheering you on use us utilize us guys and if you haven't caught on to the pattern so far just know that new episodes of the podcast do drop each and every monday so head back to your podcast your podcaster of choice every single monday for a new episode for some new heat from the both of us and we will see you next time. Bye.